At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hour three of the nightcap here on a Friday night from our circus studios in downtown Las Vegas. Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal hanging out tonight. Tim Murray with you as well. And man, gotta catch our breath. It's been it's been a, a new person in studio, Derek and company to start. Then uh, then we have uh, Sean King stop by and Jimmy Ott as well. So catch our breath a little bit. Um, the Olympic golf competition is going on right now, and uh, you, as you mentioned, love a little late night, uh, late night sporting events. And this one will go through the through the evening hours. Uh, Xander Shoffley, who was, uh, I believe, he wasn't pre-tournament favorite, but he was up there yeah. nine, or, nine or ten to one. Right now, twelve under, uh, one under today through six. Paul Casey making a run for four under today through eight. He's at 11 under. Uh, Carlos Ortiz is uh, 11 under. And your guy, Hideki Matsuyama, the uh, the hometown hero, uh, is 11 under right now. Two under through six today. I have to check my ticket. Uh, I believe I have an 18 to 1 Ooh. on Matsuyama. That was something we uh, we did live. We kind of worked through it yeah. uh, on, uh, on Follow the Money last week when I, when I was in here. right Actually in that chair. Uh, right across the way. Yeah, Mitch likes that seat. I, yeah. I, I like this. Seat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we decided, you know what? Hometown hero, familiar with the course. Let's go with uh, Matsuyama. And so far, he's at least in it. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's playing well today. Bogey uh, one, and then birdie, birdie, and then a birdie on six as well. So Hideki Matsuyama. I I do feel like, and I've heard a lot of people say this. I feel like we could get a little more creative 
with the golf competition. It's just a tournament. Yeah. I mean, four days. Can we get we could we could do something unique. I know the I know the Ryder Cup is special. Uh, you obviously can't do the Ryder Cup because that's U.S. versus Europe. Uh, but you could do something. What would you do? Like make them drink on the course? No, I don't know. Could you do a match play or you know do a tournament? Sixty four. I know we do. I don't know. I just I feel like we can make this a little more. Well, I think if you're going to have special, if you're going to have countries represented, I guess you might as well do some sort of team competition. We do, more, yeah. Could we do like pairs or something like, like that? Like a Ryder Cup type of setup, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, there, there could be something I suppose you could do. It is weird that it's just a four-day golf tournament. Yeah. And just it's like, oh, these are the same guys that we see on a weekly basis. They're just they're just wearing slightly different clothes right. and a flag, you know. So right. it's just it's a little different, but and then, and then some guys are saying, you know what, I'm not even. I'm not patriotic. I'm just working on my game here. <laughs> okay. What, what is this about? It, it's weird. It's definitely weird. And it doesn't, like, it, it, it's not, oh, man, I, it's, it's bad because I do like the pros playing in, the, in basketball. Like, I do love that yeah. aspect of it. But in golf, maybe, maybe we don't have the pros. Maybe we let some amateurs play. It's just like I said. It just looks too much like a weekly golf. It's, it's what it is. There's nothing. I mean, it's it's kind of isolated by itself. It's on the golf network and in our golf channel, and they just kind of it, it. If you looked up right now, and the rings weren't on golf network or golf channel, I don't know why I keep calling it golf network. Um, you would just think it's just your normal weekly golf tournament. Yeah, it's like the whatever Ben Gay Open. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> weird tournament. Um, but right now, Xander Shoffley is in the lead. Uh, what did I say? You yeah. <laughs> Uh, Colin Morikawa, he's making a little run here. Four under today through 12. He had an eagle on uh, on six. So uh, Las Vegas' own, Colin Morikawa. By the way, Las Vegas' own was mentioned last last segment, too, and I, I let it go. But uh, What did I say? The, uh, no, the DTR slander, the Dorian Thompson-Robinson slander oh, was, yeah. uh, was in full effect. Well, I was just wondering, with, with Sean King now in, in town, I'm like, man, Bishop Gorman, they... You might, be, you might have to call up a former NFL coach to come over and uh, look at their quarterbacks, but they're doing pretty well. They, yeah, they don't, they don't need reinforcements. They don't need, they don't need much help. They, they don't need uh, a former NFL quarterback. They're, they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we've got a lot to get to. We haven't hit it in the, uh, the NBA draft at all. Uh, thoughts on that. But we're going to talk some baseball coming up on the other side. And uh, Derek was saying that you know earlier in the show, not a big surprise, but uh, they needed today here at the book – Essentially, every team that bought at the deadline was going to be bet on. How about this? The Colorado Rockies, who I said was a top five bottom franchise, up nine nothing on the Padres right now. Well, in that Tatis injury, we'll have to hear what happened there, but probably took a little bit of steam out of the Padres today. Dan Zimborski will join us in just a second to talk some MLB trade deadline. It's the nightcap. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, hour number three. That is Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Busy man. What time did practice start today? Practice starts at 7.30. I'm, uh, I'm there by 6.30. Woo. And uh, right back at it tomorrow. they got to practice early. It's like 125 degrees outside. They can't practice inside, that big old thing? Got to get tough. <laughs> <laughs> they play indoors. They do. Well, it would be nice for me if they were they inside. Do. It would yeah. be nice for me if they were inside, but... For some reason, John Gruden doesn't care what I want. Uh You should talk to him. See if we we can figure something out. That's Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Kind enough to hang out, uh, even with the early mornings. And Dan Zimborski is going to join us right now. And he joins us on the phone, at DZimborski on Twitter. Senior writer for Fangraphs. Uh, 
What a crazy day, Dan. Uh, I'll start with the obvious, the Los, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I almost said Lakers for some reason. They made some moves, too. Yeah. I didn't like what they did. I liked okay. what the Dodgers did. Uh, you get Duffy, and oh, yeah, you got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Um, they were already the favorites to win the World Series. How much more does this make them... I don't want to say unstoppable because it's baseball and anything can happen, but man, it is, it's really hard to poke holes in any piece of what the Dodgers have moving forward. Yeah, if they fall short of a second World Series victory, it won't be from lack of trying. <laughs> uh, because, you know, some teams could have gotten Scherzer, some could have gotten Trey Turner, but the Dodgers say, hey, let's get both. Uh, it was a it was an exciting deadline all around. I can't remember a better one. Uh, and the Dodgers are, of course, one of the winners. You take a team that can afford to pay players a lot of money. They're one of the few who are willing to go through the luxury tax threshold, which we all know is a soft salary cap. And they have a very deep farm system, which they weren't afraid to use, because that's what it's for. You either play the players or you trade them for players you will play. So it's hard not to like what the Dodgers did, uh, well, unless you're a fan of another team. Yeah, well, especially the Padres. And like, they, it seemed like they were so close throughout the day yesterday uh, to making the big move. They, they made some, some moves here, but all of a sudden the Dodgers get Scherzer, and the Padres have to be looking around like, man, we tried, we were doing what we could, and now we lose him out there. So how much of what the Dodgers did was doing it for themselves and also keeping Scherzer away from the Padres? Well, there is something to that because I, you, you could say the same thing with the Padres and, uh, and, and Frazier initially, uh, that Frazier was someone who could have fit on both the Giants or the Dodgers. Uh, but the Dodgers, you know, they, they beat the bet. They went all in. Uh, it's only so many Scherzer's to go around. And, of course, even the, even the Giants were, were quiet. They did bring in Chris Bryant. So uh, I, I'm I'm fairly certain at this point that all three NL West teams are going to make the playoffs. The question is, of course, who, who wins the division, and that's kind of the big prize. Of, you essentially double your probability of winning the World Series by, by making the division uh, by finishing first instead of getting a wild card. So it should be a really fun race. What do you think of the Giants uh, getting Chris Bryant, and how, how much does he add to them? I know, you know a lot of people look at, well, you'd rather have a left-handed power hitter there, but Chris Bryant adds a, a big bat, a guy who's done it before on a big stage uh, as an MVP and uh, will certainly be beneficial to them down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, Any time you're training for a player, you only have certain configurations available. You can't say, oh, we like Chris Bryant, but do you have him in lefty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gallo, but, you know, Gallo doesn't bring any chance to play third base anymore. Uh, you could get... You know, Rizzo, but he's not a third baseman at all or, or, or an outfielder even. Uh, so I think that it was a very good pickup for uh, the Giants and their team. I mean, they're, they're, they surprised me this year. I thought the pitching would be good and then the offense would be this good. And you like to see a team like them when they had that opportunity to take advantage of it. So uh, want to get into some other teams and what they did at the deadline and, and improving their chances and who might have – uh, made themselves good enough to contend. But I'm a very pessimistic person by nature, so I like to look at the ugly side of things. What were the Rockies doing? <laughs> when, when you said the ugly side of things, I was thinking, oh, I hope he, hope he asks about the Rockies. <laughs> what the Rockies are doing is always befuddling. Uh, I even joked uh, a few days ago on Twitter that the Rockies were going to come back Saturday and say, okay, it's the 31st, let's get these trades done. Uh, 
And, you know, faced with a bevy of options, the Rockies decided to do nothing. <laughs> like, just... They created Givens. Well, I guess that's something. But, yeah, the Rockies are, are probably the worst run team in baseball right now. Yeah, that's what I was. I had a, I texted a buddy of mine who's a Rockies fan, and I said, you know, I was like, I was, I basically said, I, you know, I'm not trying to be a, you know, a, you know what here, but are the Rockies the worst run organization in baseball? And he said, them are the Pirates, and they said top five worst organization in all of sports. And Trevor Story, Dan, basically said as much <laughs> to the Denver Post. He said, I, I'm paraphrasing, but he said he was confused about why he's still on the roster. Yeah, the Rockies had this extra little ability to get their best players very angry with them. <laughs> I mean, they give they they signed Nolan Arenado to a huge extension. A year later, he's already tired of the team. Today, they're they're, they're talking about how we love Trevor and we're glad to keep him on the roster. And Trevor is saying, you know, I'm confused and upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I want to stay on the NL because you brought up a great point. I talked a little bit about this yesterday, which is uh, it is you know the way it's configured right now with that extra wild card. Um, the NL West likely is going to cannibalize itself unless the Brewers get really hot and end up getting the number one seed. And I would caution the Brewers: hey, maybe just cool it down. You'd rather play uh, someone coming out of the NL. Uh, the NL East. It feels like it's right now, Dan. Even though the Mets, uh, they make you know they made a couple moves at the deadline, uh, but the worst case scenario was that Jacob Degrom is going to be out at least until uh, September. So when you look at the NL East, uh, you know the Phillies were surging a little bit. Do you think this is still the Mets to take, even with the news of Degrom today? I think it is because you you look at a few factors. Is one they actually have the lead right now, and that's a pretty big deal because the start of the season everybody's at zero tied, and now they do have a lead. Uh, they have probably underperformed partially because of the injury. So outside of the ground, they could still get a little lucky there. Maybe uh, they they did bring in Baez to which does reduce some of the risk of Lindor, who's you know there's been questions about his health in, in recent weeks. Uh, he's He's been injured. He had the uh, abdominal issue. I, I, I think that they still are the favorite, especially because the Phillies didn't really splash all that much. They did, they did, you know, they did make some moves towards the end. They fell through another and a minor move, a minor move for Tyler Anderson. Uh, but I don't think the Phillies did anything that really drastically changes their trajectory. So I think the the status quo ante is still the same. Uh, I, I, I like the Mets in the division. We talked quite a bit about what the teams in the NL West did. Outside of that division, what team is in a better position now to win a title than they were 48 hours ago? I think the Yankees, definitely. I mean, I hate saying it because I'm from Baltimore, so I grew up hating the Yankees, but <laughs> the Yankees saw a real team need. Uh, they haven't had, you know, a pure left-handed only power bat uh, of, of, of just like, you know, Crush, crushing abilities since I guess Robinson Cano and Curtis Granderson 10 years ago. Now they had Gallo and Rizzo. Uh, this was a team that had OPS under 700 against right-handed pitchers uh, coming into uh, the last couple of days. Uh, so they needed that and it gives them a, a step up in the wild card race. Uh, the Blue Jays are still in it too, but I also think that the Blue Jays got Barrios in large part because of 2022 more so than 2021. 
Talking once again to Dan Zamborski from Fangraphs. Uh, Dan, I was in uh, Milwaukee last weekend and uh, got a chance to go. I would call it Miller Park, but uh, it's now American Family Insurance Field, I believe is the name of it. Um, but what did you make of what the Brewers did, uh, you know, getting Eduardo Escobar? Uh, their their last second move was to, you know, to bring in uh, Daniel Norris. So got Josh Hader on the back end, really strong rotation. Uh, as we talked about, likely will avoid two of the three teams out of the NL West. They'll just have to, you know, take care of business against the team who wins the NL East. The chances for the Brewers, are they complete enough uh, to go toe-to-toe with whoever emerges out of the NL West if they were to meet them in the NLCS? Well, what's really going for the Brewers uh, right now is that the top of the rotation can go toe-to-toe with anyone in baseball. And I think their feeling is as long as we can rely on our top starters, we can match up against anybody in a short series. Uh, When you look at where they are in the division, they didn't really feel any pressure from anyone in the division. The Reds did not do anything that changes how the race looks like. And I think their feeling is that we don't want to go all in as much as some other teams simply because we don't need to, and we're not going to spend $200 million on anyone this offseason. Uh, I, I would have, you know, in, in a perfect world, I would like to see them make a first base upgrade. Uh, Maybe that's Joey Gallo temporarily, obviously not an option anymore. Uh, maybe it would have been Trey Mancini or someone. I would have liked another option at first base. But I, I think that the team is fine. Uh, you, it, I mean, they have nearly a 600 winning percentage, so it's not like they've struggled at, at any point this season. I wouldn't call them the favorite in the playoffs. You know, going into the Dodgers, you'd, you'd take the Dodgers. But they, they, any team, is, as, as you said at the top of the hour, any team can win anything in baseball. So, I mean, I guess that I'll, I'll just ask the question because you just answered it already, but can the White Sox win the World Series? I think the White Sox can, and they definitely think they can because I like Madrigal a lot, and but they're really going all in uh, with that bullpen. I think it's the best bullpen in baseball now. The you have you have uh, the, the closer. Just they have two closers who you could say are the best in baseball almost at this point. Uh, they have a deep rotation. They don't really have a weakness on the in the lineup right now. They have Jimenez back. Uh, they're going to get uh, Luis Robert back. It, it's a great team, and they're going to even though they're out of the AL Central, they're a great team right now. I think. Talking once again to Dan Zimborski from Fangraphs. So I, I would imagine that your winner for the trade deadline was the Dodgers for what they did. Uh, remove them. Uh, who do you think improved them? I, I guess you mentioned already to Adam that, uh, uh, the Yankees. So who was another team that uh, really improved themselves? And then conversely, who was a team that you were pretty disappointed that they just stood pat and, and said, we're good and we'll, we'll go trudge forward with what we got? After the Dodgers, I mean, the winner has to be the Yankees, then the Blue Jays, especially for 2022. The Padres didn't do as well relative to the Dodgers, but they're also, I think, a winner. I think you can say that about the Giants, too. Uh, the teams I'm really disappointed in uh, outside of the Rockies is, is the Angels. The Angels didn't do anything to buttress their thin wildcard hopes, and it's still largely a team that's Otani and Trout and meh. After that, uh, and they, they did nothing to change that. I'm a little disappointed in the Cardinals. They didn't really portray any direction that they're going in. I think uh, that their the front office should feel a little bit of the hot seat come end of the season. There might be some 
let's just say some new front office personnel. I, I, the Mariners are a little confusing. Uh, I like Diego Castillo, but they've kind of just shuffled. And I know Jerry Apoda does that a lot. Uh, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the Tigers in a way because they didn't really do anything. They didn't do anything for the future, do anything for the present. Like if you think you're surging now, I don't think you are, then, then do something about it. But if not, then why hold on to someone like Jonathan Scope? I don't, I don't quite get that, but it, it was a fun deadline. It, it was. Why, it, why, it, are you trying, trying to, why are you trying to take my joy away with watching Jonathan <laughs> Scope every day? I'm a Tigers fan. What are you doing? Well, I see some... Some writers are like protagonists and give the sunny thing. I'm always the devil on the shoulder. Fair enough. I love Jonathan Scope. I thought, I thought, love him. I, I, I had him in, in the minors, and I thought he was going to be better than Manny Machado. Uh, I was incorrect of that assessment. Yeah. Actually, Dan, I, I, I want to give you credit for something that you tweeted, but I don't want to uh, butcher your line. Uh, so you mentioned that the Dodgers were like a kid that found a cheat code in a uh, child's game. Uh, do, you, <laughs> yeah. do, you want, do you want to reveal yeah, that analogy? Well, well, I compared the Dodgers to a, uh, a seven-year-old playing rock, paper, scissors and figuring out how to make finger guns because every person when they were seven had that happen. And then the kids are playing rock, paper, scissors. The seven-year-old brings out the finger guns and says that the gun beats everything. <laughs> and no seven-year-old can rebut that fact. And that's, that's what the Dodgers felt like this trade deadline. They said, you know, you guys are playing rock, paper, scissors. We have finger guns. <laughs> uh, Dan, before we let you run, uh, to go on the uh, the seller's side, um, you know, the Cubs and the Nats, two teams that have won World Series in the past, what, five years, uh, both trade off a ton of notable names. We've got a graphic up there right now. It is a who's who of who they sold off. Uh, what did you think of the Cubs and the Nats uh, trying to, to replenish their respective farm systems? I think they both did an excellent job. The Nationals got a lot of prospects with upside. They did not let the they did not let Scherzer and Turner go cheaply by any means. Uh, and you look at the Cubs, and they've been saying that they want to retool more than rebuild. And when you look at like getting Madrigal and Hoyer, who I think can both will both you know be good and, and contribute to a winning team in 2022. I think that maybe it's not as nonsense as I might have thought it was at first. Uh, I do like that once you make the decision to sell, you really go in and sell. Uh, and I think, you know, winning the World Series makes it a little easier because you still have that flag, uh, whereas a team that's kind of on the fence about selling that never won the World Series this generation, it's a lot harder to do that psychologically. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Dan, great stuff, man. Appreciate it as always. And yeah, I'm with you. Today was a pretty fun, fun couple of hours leading up to the deadline. Always fun. Thanks for having me on, guys. There he is, Dan Zamborski, senior writer for Fangraphs at D Zamborski on Twitter. That's Adam Hill. I'm Tim Murray. It's the nightcap here on Beeson. Got a lot more coming uh, your way next, right here. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features Saratoga Live TV host Lafitte Pinkai discussing tomorrow's Vanderbilt handicap and Jim Dandy stakes. John and Mike Baird remember the late Dale Baird, whose record as North America's winningest trainer is about to fall. Las Vegas horse player and bookmaker Paul Zilm. Paul Zilm handicaps weekend races, so subscribe. iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher. Download it. Beeson.com slash podcast. Remember, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. It is the nightcap here on Vison. Tim Murray with you, live from our circus studios here. In downtown Las Vegas, Adam Hill, the Las Vegas Review Journal, at Adam Hill, LVRJ. The Olympics going on, the 10,000-meter final. I don't know how many miles that is. Looks, is that, a, is that it, a marathon? It looks exhausting just watching it. Well, I Watching uh, Katie Ledecky, and she won the 1,500. She won the 800 tonight. Um, watching her swim the 1,500 a mile. She she finished in like 15 minutes and change. I don't know at what point I would quit. Uh, probably after one length of the lap uh, of the pool. But how long would it take? Could you do it in under an hour? I would have to stop at least 15 times. Yeah, it's tough. I I, I can't even imagine uh, how many. It would be it would be really tough to get that going. I'll say this: I was I was just uh, down in Cancun this weekend. Ooh. 
Uh, just drop that in, you know. Yeah. Good time this weekend. Uh, there's an island about eight miles off. Uh, it's called Isla Mujeres, right off the coast of Cancun. And uh, we took a boat over there, me and some of my friends. And one of my friends, inevitably, of course, if you've anybody that has friends knows this, one of my friends, of course, was like, I could have just swam this. <laughs> nope. Eight miles in the open water. Nope. No, you can't. I said right there, I said, I will give you $5,000 if you even try. I, uh, there, I was, after my junior year of high school, we did a, a trip uh, with the entire junior class. It was like biking, and then you'd, you'd spend the night, and then you'd canoe, and you spend the night. Were you and, doing a triathlon? Yeah, so it was, uh, I don't know, it was how you become a senior. I have no idea. But the, the final day was there was an island not eight miles away, maybe, okay. at, maybe a half mile, uh, and you could swim to it. Oh, like, no, I'm like, I no could do that. No thanks. And the people who either didn't know how to swim or chose not to, the smart people, uh, could get on a boat. But the boat just kind of sat there and watched all the swimmers. Sure. And I, every muscle in my body cramped up within, I don't know, 15, 10 minutes. Yeah. Everything. Just, whoosh, I'm like, all right, I need to get out. I mean, it was, it was horrendous. Yeah, I will say that when we got back to the, the resort, uh, one of my friends decided to swim out to, like, the buoys, mm-hmm. you know, out, off the beach. And he did, and he goes... Yeah, I don't think I can make that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It would have been the, you, no you, could, you could have given him, you know, a hundred to one odds. It would have been a good bet to take. I'd give him a million to one. He's not, <laughs> and he's like, well, can I get a boat that like drag goes along with water? I'm like, all right, now what are we doing? Yeah. Of course you can, but no, you're not. You still matter. wouldn't make it. No. eight miles is not happening. But yeah, no. we're watching uh, the ten thousand meter right now. It does look exhausting. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama just teed off into the rough, but now tied for the lead, twelve under. Yes. For sure, and uh, hanging right around, that's good. Uh, for uh, anybody that listened to us ramble on about that last week on uh, Follow the Money, we were, we were all over that one. That was our pick. Not, he's not there did yet. Did Mitch go with it, too? Was it, a, did. was it a team? It was a collaborative effort? It's called a, a friendship parlay, I think you, you oh. call it. We're all grouped together and then come up with one. Uh, let me ask you this question. All right. This was the big talk at Raiders camp this morning with the media because there's not, you got to stay there and watch practice. There's a lot of drills. You don't really – not much to do. If there's something that you're – is there something that you're good at – in your life, that if it were an Olympic event, Ooh. you'd be able to medal in it. Because my everyone in the world? I mean, you, you don't have to be the best now, but you could train and get there. Something that you're good at. One of the uh, Raiders PR people said, knitting. She's a knitter. She's like, if it, if it was an Olympic event, I could get there. Mine, it's clear, Papa Shop. Really? Yeah. I won a four-day, I think we talked about this on the show, a four-day tournament. A Papa Shop tournament. Those yeah. exist? They do. I want a a stand up NBA Jam arcade. So how do you? Do, what's your? What's your? I, I don't have any. You gotta I, go backboard. I really don't. You gotta go backboard. Backboard. Yeah. And just day. you can't look too, right? It's just. Yep. Pick, pick, you gotta get pick. in the rhythm. You gotta get in the rhythm and just keep throwing it off the backboard. I mean, I happily destroyed my thirteen uh, year old niece at Papa Shot when I was on vacation okay. back east. That's something. But I uh, I don't think she would be uh, of the same skill set as yourself. Okay. I, you, you don't have like something that you're just good at. Somebody said like flip cup. But clearly, you spent time on a college campus, if that's your thing. I mean, I played beer pong a lot, but I wasn't that good. I was all right. So you're not going. You're never going to win, no never. matter what event they put in the Olympics. You're Nothing. never going to win a medal. Nothing. Right. I'll Fair think enough. about it. I don't. I mean, I, I was good at college football on, on PlayStation Two. Okay, that could I, be it. But I, I would have got ninety-seven NCAA ninety-seven. I was more I'm mm-hmm. early two thousand. Okay. All right, I'll think about this. Okay. On the spot, I don't think so. I don't, I'm not that talented of a person. Why not? Adam Hill. I'm Tim Murray. He was at Raiders camp. How about we talk some Raiders, some AFC West? We'll do that next. It is the nightcap here on Beeson. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college football betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today. VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. Off air, we had a tremendous conversation. Heated argument. Not really. You got Uh, destroyed. I I don't think so. I still stand by what I I said. Uh, The most dominant... Well, is your particular person an athlete? Uh, Yes. Uh, That's offensive. Uh, frankly, that's offensive. Uh, I said, and speaking of Katie Ledecky, who now owns, I think, 1 through 24 in the 
the fastest 800 meters uh, in in women's swimming. Uh, won the gold again tonight. Uh, set the world record eight, four, five years ago by eight more seconds and still won tonight by four seconds. I said she's the most dominant athlete because there's no one in that particular race that is even close to her. And you said Joey Chestnut, yes. which is very fair. However, Joey Chestnut did lose, what, four years ago? Uh, yeah, but there was extenuating ah! circumstances. I don't care. I, I want Katie Ledecky doesn't lose the 800 meter ever. Let's see Katie Le- Ledecky jump in the pool right after she gets, she goes through a breakup. I don't think that'll happen. And I said besides <laughs> be, besides Joey, uh, I also would have accepted Teen Wolf as the most dominant athlete. He was awesome. He he is fictional. No, but he dominated basketball yes, and he- then. Then set his sights on the boxing world and dominated the boxing world. He is, Who he is. else has done that? I, I don't know. I, I could probably write a script and make someone more dominant than T Wolf. I guess Lamar Odom. I mean, he was a great basketball player, and then he knocked out. Uh, oh, he fought Aaron Carter. That's right. He fought a, a Backstreet Boys brother. <laughs> yes. Because we all needed to see that. How dare you ignore Aaron Carter's solo career? <laughs> I will. I will ignore Aaron Carter's solo career and his boxing career is not the uh, not the greatest no. as well. Um, so you've been at Raiders camp for for a couple of days now. Sure. Um, over under on wins, I believe seven and a half. I, I think they're six and a half out there right now. Um, here's the thing: I was very very down, as clearly the odds makers are too, and yeah. and much of the football world, very very down on the Raiders for this year. But sometimes, and I don't know. I think sometimes, like if you, you know, when you're when you're getting ready to watch a big UFC or or a boxing match, and they do like the behind the scenes, and you're like, you start getting, you're like, you know what? This is going to be more competitive than I thought it would. I think maybe being close, as I'm starting to come around a little bit, and you see a seven uh, here as the win total over yeah, under, seven at DraftKings. Um, so I'm I'm starting to come around a little bit on the Raiders, and, and I'll tell you why I think it's possible. The offense was very good last year. You know, 30 points a game, one of the top scoring offenses in the league, and that's despite being very bad in goal-to-go situations. I think they can improve that. Kenyon Drake, I think, helps that a lot. Foster Moreau, a guy not a lot of people know too much about. He's the backup tight end. Uh, he was coming off uh, surgery last year and then was kind of lost behind Jason Witten, who they tried to force uh, looks to. Foster Moreau is going to be really, really effective in the red zone. Um, I think the offense could be just as good as last year, if not better, uh, with Drake and Moreau kind of helping in that area. And a lot of people talk about the offensive line, a lot of shakeup. They got a lot younger there, a lot less experienced. But unless Alex Leatherwood at right tackle is a total disaster, I actually think the offensive line could be pretty good. Um, again, unknowns, and that's the question mark, and that's why I think a lot of people are worried about it. But I think it could actually be okay. On the defensive side of the ball, they were horrific last year. We know that. They were terrible. But you bring in a guy like Casey Hayward, who I think still has something left. Gus Bradley fundamentally alters that defense already. Jonathan Abram, who was a mess in coverage last year, is now going to play box safety, so he doesn't have to really cover anybody. He can kind of stay up by the line of scrimmage and take care of you know guys in that area and rush a little bit. Trayvon Merrick, big question mark as a rookie, but if he can play that free safety position, well, I, play I think so. But yeah. they've also got Carl Joseph there if they have to you rely on somebody else and, and, and mix and match a little bit. And then they've improved the pass rush with guys like Yannick Ngakwe. If Solomon Thomas, former number three overall pick, mm-hmm. can you know handle things on the inside, he's coming off an injury too. Like there's some question marks, but they've got guys that are the obvious answer to those questions if they if they work out if they're healthy. So I I do think there could be significant improvement for the Raiders. Now the issue is you're in a division, you have a tough schedule. First of all, you're in a division with the Chiefs, who we know are going to be great. 
Um, the Broncos, who I think have one of the best rosters in all of football, except for quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so if Teddy Bridgewater, who it sounds like he's had a couple of pretty good practices to start the season here, um, if he's good, if he wins the job, or if Drew Locke somehow wins the job and over and, and just you know asserts himself, um, they could be a good. And we know the Chargers. I do think there's regression from Justin Herbert, but I think they're pretty good in most areas too. And if Herbert can be just okay, I think that team could be pretty good. If if Staley you know is an improvement at coach, so. Um, I think it's a really tough division, but I do think there's reasons to be somewhat optimistic for the Raiders. Now, that being said, you look at it and say, all right, they open with the Ravens. That's going to be really tough. Uh, the linebacking core for the Raiders is a question mark. going to be tough to track down Lamar Jackson at the Steelers. Not an easy trip to make to the East Coast and play them. Now, all of a sudden, if you're 0-2, you got the Dolphins and the Chargers. Maybe you split those. Now, you're starting to think, all right, now this season, you're 1-3. and Now, what's it, which direction does it go? So you get to talk about... Derek Carr's future and and everything there. And can I, I'll point out, listen, Derek Carr's a starter. There's no question about it. Oh, yeah. Like last year, there was the talk, could it be Mariota? I'll say this, and this is not to create any kind of controversy. It's just to um, give this guy credit. Last year in in training camp, Marcus Mariota could not throw a five-yard pass over the middle. If, If there was a running back coming out of the backfield, he could not throw it to him. And it was a confidence issue. I think there was injury issues, all of those things. I'll say in these last three days, the ball is coming out of his hand really, really well. So so the Raiders don't have to worry about depth at quarterback. If something happened to Derek Carr, Mariota would be able to step in. I think he looks really good right now. Well, what if this Carson Wentz injury ends up being more serious than anticipated and the Colts call up the Raiders? Would the Raiders be willing to part ways with Mariota? It'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I I think you know Mariota makes a pretty good amount of money. Right. So yeah, I don't know cap wise if the Colts could pull it off. Yeah, and and I'm but I'm saying I think the Raiders might be like, all right, maybe we can you know get rid of a little money and, and invest it elsewhere. Um, if the if the Colts are, I don't know if they have eyes on practice here. I, and, and if Wentz is out for a while, I would certainly think about it. Chiefs are one of three teams odds on to win their division. They win it again this year. Yeah, I, I think the yes. Chiefs. You look at their over/under of, of wins, and I know there's the the Super Bowl hangover. I don't I don't see it, and, and I know ATS last year they were kind of skating by. I, I feel like there's a fire underneath them. That's just my. I bet against the Bills. Say that. Me too. I think they're yeah. I think. Did you hear uh, Cole Beasley's rap song today? I did not. I don't no. really need to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna go not, ahead and uh, gonna go ahead and pass on that one. All right, we got some basketball overnight. And speaking of basketball, there was a draft last night. Rookie of the year. We'll wrap things up on the other side. It's the nightcap here on Beeson. Great candidates fast. In fact, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. More at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN from our circus studios here in downtown Las Vegas. Adam Hill at Adam Hill LVRJ, the Las Vegas Review Journal. He'll be up bright and early to watch America and Czech Republic and then go off to work and cover the... Las Vegas Raiders. My alarm is set. 5 a.m. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So 5 a.m. not late night. 3 a.m. late night. Well, sporting events. Yeah, t- I mean, t- my life is different right now because of Raiders training camp. Sure. Um, typically, I'm, I'm I go to bed around 4:35. That's my usual night. 
Man. Right now, I can't do that. It would mean I would wake up in 45 minutes after I went to sleep. <laughs> That'd be a little crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the normal the normal routine. Um, I was going to get your uh, quick thoughts. I'm just going to throw a quick hitter at you. Uh, sounds like November 6th, Gaethje Chandler. Uh, thoughts on, on this uh, fight that was uh, reported today? Yeah, I mean, uh, my thoughts are it would be, by the way, Side note: the uh, the person that thought they could swim eight miles, yeah, same person that broke that fight store. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say um, that. Uh, hey, Brett Okamoto, a, you yes. cannot you <laughs> cannot a, swim eight mile. I'm gonna tweet him right now. It's a really really fun fight. Um, I, I think I, I like Gaethje in the fight, but it's one of those things. I just think it, if you want to if you want to just follow the, follow where the the action is and find the best number on Gaethje, that's fine. Uh, maybe you find even a a good price on both of them go each way. And, but I, I just feel this is a fight that you just, you just enjoy. Mm. It's just going to be fun. And it's, I think it can go either way for sure. I don't have a strong read either way. Maybe the, somebody's training camp goes a certain way and uh, you start to get an opinion on it. But to me, uh, this is one you just say, all right, I just want to enjoy this one. So early November thoughts and Madison Square, Madison Square Garden. Garden. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, is be a, fun. that is a report. So that came out earlier today. Usman for- Covington on the same card. So we'll be big. Yeah, that is that is a that should be a good one. UFC one. It's like two sixty two sixty eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we haven't hit on because because it's been a bit a bit of a busy show. I uh, haven't hit on uh, much from the draft. Um, I don't know how closely you're following with you know you doing what you're doing right now uh, over there with the Raiders. Um, you know, for me, looking at rookie of the year. Um, you know, I know we had Vaughn on earlier, and he likes Scotty Barnes. I do not. I, I don't think Scotty Barnes has the uh, abilities offensively to to put up enough numbers to to be offensive rookie of the year. I, I think, and you know, I said this last night, if you're going to play one of the two favorites, I would pick Jalen Green. I think it should be more of a pick em. Uh I think Cade Cunningham is going to be terrific. I think Jalen Green is going to be really good, too. So I think at plus 450, uh, if you had to play one of those co-favorites, I, I would look that way. A little bit further down the board, um, Jalen Suggs is really appealing in Orlando. Uh, I think that could, you know, that could be a really uh, great spot for him. So nothing long shot though that that really jumps at me. Looking at those odds well, right now, it probably Kings. can't be somebody on a good team, right? right. I mean, you got to look for somebody. Yeah, from... that's what I mean. Davion Mitchell in Sacramento, I don't think that's a good fit. Uh, that was actually where I was going to go. Where I was going to say, you know, I think I think Mitchell could be a guy that has you know a better than expected year. I think he's very talented. I think he's ready to step in and play. But you're right. I don't know. It's necessarily the best. Him fit and De'Aaron for him. Fox in that backcourt. I mean, I, yeah, I Kaminga. No, I mean to no. your point. No, no, no way. I mean, no. don't don't waste your money on Kaminga. Yeah. Josh Giddy, I just don't know enough. We haven't seen enough of his offensive capabilities. Like he is from everything you read and and from the glimpses you saw in that exhibition against the United States. Great passer, really high IQ, not super athletic. Uh, so I, I just don't know how much of a true scorer he is. Corey Kisper plays with Bradley Beal. I mean, he's not going to be. I don't think having enough points per game to. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like you know of of guys we might have skipped over a little bit, and and I understand why. Uh, for bigger guys, it's a little tough, but I, I don't see why Evan Mobley could. Agreed. Be. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and and I think at that number, like, he's not the favorite. He's a little bit, you know, off, you know, plus five fifty. So you know, a little bit of value there. I I think Evan Mobley is a guy that could step in the league and uh, impact things on both sides of the floor. Uh, I think defense 
more so than offense, but yeah. uh, I think he could score enough to uh, to be in consideration. I would take a look at him. Yeah, and I think you know if if they end up moving on from Colin Sexton, which has been rumored, may not happen now that the draft is in the past. But um, yeah, I think I think Evan Mobley absolutely. You mentioned the defense. I mean, he is a game changer defensively. Yeah. I mean, if you watch some of those games for at USC, I mean, he is he is a special talent there. Ask uh, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, Jared Allen likely gone in free agency. So, yeah, I think Evan, I, I really, I, I couldn't fault anyone for, uh, of the top four, I, I think all of them, you know, you're looking at odds-wise, I think Cade Cunningham just makes you a little nervous at plus 250. Yeah, and I mean, there's a reason he's the favorite. Right. Oh, he's, yeah. He's going to be a focal point of the offense. They're going to turn the ball over Good to him passer and say, too. say, go ahead and do your thing and, and be a star and, uh, there's a reason it's a favorite, but I just think in these markets you got to kind of look away from that a little bit. And uh, yeah, I would say uh, I like Mobley uh, on this board. We're hating on my guy Franz Wagner here. That's that's uh, that's my boy, uh, but I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be able to do that either. Yeah, Mo's gonna you know Mo's not gonna let him you know he's gonna take points away from his uh, from his brother. So um, looking ahead to uh, have you done any hoops betting yet? United States right now, I think latest laying 24 against Czech Republic. Did was the Iran? Uh, was that the slump buster that the United States needed? The get right game. Yeah, the get right game against Iran. I actually bet the United States in that game. We were talking about it on the show. Um, we actually almost handicapped it perfectly. We said we think they'll get out to a big lead. They're not going to take their foot off. They're just going to want to impress. We predicted 120 to like 50. 120 to 66. So uh, they got the they got the cover. Uh, I'll probably pass on uh, on tonight or early morning tomorrow against the Czech Republic. Traditionally, that Iran team fades down the stretch. Yeah, that's true. When they're down forty, they tend to, <laughs> to melt. Well, you think about. I was just thinking about this. I'm like, well, if the United States goes to their backups, their backups are five times better than Iran's right, starters. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they're they're going to want to get some buckets yeah, too. They're, yeah, they're going to want to get theirs uh, yeah. after you know you put up some points. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I I think it makes sense here. Listen, I've. I, I have not backed off the team, though. Like, after they lost the exhibitions, I thought they were still going to be great. And then they go to the Olympics, and they actually lose their first game there. So I'm still not backing off of them. I still think they are a very, very good team. And obviously, you know, the rest of the world is catching up. But it takes some time to gel when you have that much talent kind of thrown on the same floor. you got to figure out rotations and everything like that. But I, I haven't backed off the USA team, so I'm not going to again. I'll lay it again. Would you, at this point, at this price point, which is, I think, minus 265, is this low enough for you to go at and get the United States to win the gold medal? It's close. I mean, I, I think um, you know when I was uh, was when I was in last week. I think we talked about anything under three dollars would be like very appealing, and then they lost. And then I thought it would go way down, but it really didn't. It's still, it's still you know they're still a prohibitive favorite. You know they're still you know up there on the board, but two sixty five is a lot to lay. But they are the best team. I think what what's really, if you want the United States, and now ultimately they're, they're going to win tonight, and they'll probably win big. Um, tomorrow night, late night for you. Sure. Good late night sporting event here. 120 Pacific, 420 Eastern. The Luka, Gar- uh, the Luka Garza. <laughs> the Luka Doncic show uh, returns. Slovenia, a three-point favorite against Spain. I think this Slovenia buzz helps out if you want to play the U.S. future. Yeah. Just a little. I don't think it's going to drastically change anything. But if you look at the futures board right now, the second shortest odds, Slovenia. 
at plus 750. France was like plus 850. Australia plus uh, 1,000. I think you want Slovenia to win big against Spain or comfortably. And then I, I think people continue to, to play Slovenia well, ideally, to, to win gold. Ideally, you want the USA to win by like 12. Right. Maybe not look great. Miss and then Slovenia win by 20. But I would say if, if the U.S. wins by 12, I'm not going to be ultra confident. I kind of need to sure. see them. <laughs> like, hey, let's, let's, let's keep this rolling here. Um, Evan Fournier was, uh, was all over. Uh, I, thought, I mean, I thought what he said after France beat him, which was, uh, you know, paraphrasing, they're the best team talent-wise by far and away, but they're not the best team. Right. And I think that's fair because they're, I mean, they literally had three guys come in without practice off right. the plane and play in that game. Yeah, and I would say they're not the best team yet. Right. I, th- I think that's the key caveat to this because, as he said, they have the best talent, but it's not the best team. Well, they haven't all worked together. They haven't played together. And so I, I think as they move on in this tournament, maybe it's not enough time. That's very possible that it's not enough time. But if they practiced for two months, they would clearly be oh, yeah. a team that would, would run away with this. So, and that's why, you know, oh, wait. I mean, and the oh, wait. And the 12 and even the 16 teams were superior just talent-wise. Right. Especially 08 and 12 uh, with, you know, Kobe and, and LeBron. And, and the 12 team had Kevin Durant, too. Um, but, I, I, you know, Spain is, is kind of long in the tooth now. Argentina is. Australia is pretty decent. Um, got some, you know, they've got cohesion. I, I think the France team, I mean, you go back and watch that game, and I'm not... Uh, dismissing the U.S. playing poorly, they're not going to get outscored by France 16-2 to right. down the stretch again. Yeah. They're not going to shoot like they did again. Yeah, I, I, would, I would be more than willing to bet the U.S. against France if, they, you know, if and when they play again. France has uh, clinched their group today. They did beat uh, Iran uh, not too long ago. 79-62, to 62, but the uh, Iranians did cover. Cover. Cover the uh, point. By the way, we're speaking of USA here. Biggest sporting event in America is in Las Vegas this weekend. Oh, man. we uh, This is poor hosting. USA, Mexico tomorrow in Las Vegas. Or Sunday, Sunday, excuse me. In Las Vegas, 530 Pacific, 830 Eastern. I'll be covering it. So Who's going to win? Excited. Um, Mexico is favorite. $1.50 to advance. Uh, I haven't seen the three-way price uh, just yet. Um, I would say the USA played better in the semifinal. They didn't play great. Both played pretty poorly in advancing. Um, I think Mexico has a lot of motivational edge in this game, so I'm going to lean that way uh, after what happened the last time they fought, they, they met in the uh, uh, Nations League game. Mexico wants this game badly, so I'm excited to watch how it plays out. Uh, I think if Mexico goes down in price a little bit, maybe you jump on them. Mexico plus 125 to win in there regulation. There you go. Maybe take it. Adam Hill, Tim Murray, this has been the Nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.